Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our risen Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God our Father, the communion and the joy of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Dear friends, we welcome you to this celebration of the Easter octave day. And as I had been indicating during daily Mass, the entire period from Easter Sunday through to today is considered in the church's calendar, liturgy, and celebration as though it were just one single continuous day of praise to the risen Lord. Now, for quite a number of years, this day has also been dedicated to honoring the divine mercy of our Savior Jesus in accordance with the revelations made to St. Faustina Kowalska a hundred years ago and so. And as the divine mercy reaches into the depths of our own hearts today and always, we ask him now to cleanse us from sin and to make us whole and ready to serve him. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels, the saints, you, my brothers, sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory, Lord God, heavenly King, O God, almighty Father. Lord, 
Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in the glory of God the Father. Amen. God of everlasting mercy, who in the very recurrence of the Paschal Feast Kindle the faith of the people you have made your own. Increase, we pray, the grace you have bestowed, that all may grasp and rightly understand in what font they have been washed, by whose spirit they have been reborn, by whose blood they have been redeemed. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. They devoted themselves to the Apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the Apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all, as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread in various houses and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Give 
thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, his steadfast love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, his steadfast love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. I was pushed hard so that I was falling, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my sight. He has become my salvation. There are glad songs of victory in the tents of the righteous. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. A reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. A birth into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who are being protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, even if now for a little while you have had to suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold that, though perishable, is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Although you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, 
you believe in him and rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy. For you are receiving the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. From the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, it was evening on the day Jesus rose from the dead, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. After eight days, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them 
and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus. Dear friends, again we welcome you joining us from near and far to celebrate the Lord's Day as we are full swing into the Easter season, even continuing in our situation as we are right now. We are united in the glory of the risen Lord who conquers death and who gives to us a whole new meaning for our life, our struggles, and indeed our own dying and rising again. I just want to go before any further, before going any further, I just want to draw attention as I was doing so at the last weekday Liturgy of the Word <coughs> uh, recording to the fact that we are now for the time being drawing to a close our publication on our website of daily mass readings and homilies. There are things in the works, and hopefully there will be a resumption, and maybe in a new form at a later date. But for the moment, we will no longer be having the Tuesday through Friday uh, recordings. However, the agreement has been reached to continue with our Sunday recording as long as necessary. And so today, and as long as necessary, you will be able to find the complete celebration of Mass on Sunday up on the website. It gets posted on Sunday at 9 o'clock a.m. And certainly, for a lot of you, that might be a most convenient time, especially if you were in the habit of always coming to Mass at 9 o'clock on Sunday morning anyways. But it's not live stream, so it's not as though you have to be sitting there at 9 o'clock in order to get it. It's recorded, and it's made available, and... It's on demand, as they say, so whenever you want to get it or access it, you're welcome to do so. And please be aware that also on our website there is a tab called Archived Liturgy of the Word, and that contains quite a number of the masses and the readings and homilies from a number of days gone past right through back across the Triduum of Easter and beyond that as well. This wonderful second Sunday of Easter has had this gospel of Jesus' appearance according to John's gospel to his disciples and the special little postscript involving Thomas. 
It has been like this from time immemorial. And I'm sure I've said this at some point in the past, but it has had a very, very special meaning to me for most of my life. I love to tell the story of how I chose when I was being confirmed, which in those days was actually quite a bit younger than it is now. I was confirmed when I was only nine years old and in grade four. I very deliberately and emphatically chose to be confirmed with the name Thomas. And the bemusing reason I like to give for that is that I questioned so many things and badgered my mother about so many things and she had called me a doubting Thomas so often that I decided I might just as well take it as one of my names. But the actual real reason why is because this gospel and this story made such a monumental impact on me. And particularly because it was the origin, and many of you will call this to mind, it's the origin of a phrase that many of us were drilled into our heads when we were quite young, that when the priest elevates the newly consecrated host and the newly consecrated chalice of his precious blood, we are to strike our breast, bow our head, and say, my Lord and my God. And I grew up doing that all the time in the celebration of Mass. It was habit. But this is where it came from. When Thomas was now given the opportunity to actually see, to actually touch, to have, if we can use the expression, the proof that he insisted that he wanted, then he cried out, my Lord and my God. And I, as still a young child, chose the name Thomas for confirmation because I wanted to have Thomas's intercession if ever I should waver, because I wanted to be among those saints who go marching in of whom it would be said by Jesus, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. I wanted so much to be one of those who would never, ever doubt even though I could not see. What I didn't realize then is that not seeing didn't just mean not seeing Jesus standing in front of me. It also meant not seeing what would lie ahead in life, not seeing the meaning of struggles and problems and setbacks and pain, not seeing an awful lot of things where one wants desperately to see and when you don't, your first inclination is to cry out, why? But I still call on Thomas's intercession, bearing in mind that I chose that name so that I might seek to believe, which means primarily, of course, to put my trust into the hands and heart of Jesus, no matter what, and especially when it is difficult to do so. All of that said, there is one other thing that certainly was in my mind as a child and which I retained well into adulthood and well into being a priest. And that is that in the moment when Jesus spoke to Thomas, 
he was chastising Thomas before showing the hand he was wagging the finger, basically, and saying, you know, you didn't believe and you should have. I imbibed fully that spirit of being, if I can put it in today's terms, shamed by Jesus for not having believed. It's only in more recent times, and with the help of the devotions that St. Faustina Kowalska promoted and that our dear St. John Paul II made world famous, that I've come to realize, looking deeper and reflecting deeper, that I'm not entirely sure Jesus was in fact chastising Tom as well. I mean, he was in some way, I suppose. But his purpose was not to shame Thomas or to chastise him particularly. After all, why would we single out Thomas? They were all having trouble believing. They were all struggling. None of them had gotten the meaning and the purpose of Jesus' life and death when he had prophesied about it, and certainly not when he'd gone through it. So why should Thomas be particularly singled out? What Jesus was doing here was showing Thomas immense mercy in keeping with the power of the dedication of this beautiful day to the divine mercy. He was showing Thomas that he is a God of compassion who understands our pain, our struggle, our doubt, everything we go through, and he wants us to believe. Do not doubt, but believe. I will give you what you need so that your faith may be stronger. Putting his finger into the marks made by the nails was what Thomas needed, but each one of us has our own distinctive need, and it might not be at all what we think it is. That's an important point to bear in mind. God knows our need. And he fulfills our need so that we will believe. And again, remember, to believe means primarily not making some intellectual assent to a bunch of propositions. Faith and believing is primarily the putting of the trust of the whole heart into the hand and heart of the Lord. And I use that language very deliberately. Because the magnificent Latin word for mercy is misericordia. One of the most beautiful words, I think, in the whole Latin language. In fact, misericordia house was the name of a home for those who were dying. And I always thought how beautiful it was that something called that was a place where those who were coming to the end of their lives were cherished for the beautiful persons that they have been. Misericordia, if you translate it properly, has to do a lot with the sort of thing that Cardinal Newman used to talk about, now himself canonized. Heart speaking to heart. The connection between the hearts. That's what misericordia is. Heart connecting with heart. Mercy reaching to the depth of our own heart. The image of the divine mercy 
which our Lord personally dictated to Faustina, and that you can see both on the vestment which I wear and also in the background against our large cross, has famously two streams or rays that are flowing from it. And this is meant to call to mind what we heard on Good Friday when, after the soldier's lance or spear pierced the heart, the side of Jesus, there came out blood and water. The water, the bluish-white stream, calling to mind baptism. The reddish, pinkish stream, the blood, calling to mind, of course, the Eucharist, the body and blood of the Lord. From the pierced side of Jesus on the cross, the church, fountainhead of mercy, was born. And you and I began to participate in the glory of that mercy right from our recreation in baptism, which brings us back to St. Peter's wonderful words. Peter, of course, having been someone who witnessed what happened to Thomas that day, plus having his own whole set of issues, as we know, But now, later in life, Peter writes, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for by his great mercy he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. A new birth, of course, being an expression that means baptism. And what are the results of that baptismal bath, that new birth, that we have an imperishable and unfading inheritance, and that we are able to bear trials and struggles and sufferings for the sake of the good news we proclaim, no matter what they are, recognizing that in the end, they're very temporary and they don't last. But the genuineness of our faith, now that lasts. And the power of God, who is love and mercy, now that really lasts. So then Peter ends up saying, and it's almost as though he is echoing his memory of that night that we are recollecting today. Although you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and you rejoice with an indescribable and a glorious joy, for you are receiving, are receiving, not will receive, you are receiving the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Peter is addressing people who had never seen Jesus. He's addressing you and me, too. Though we have not seen him, We have loved him. Though we have not seen him, we have put our trust in him and in his merciful heart. And we have recognized that his love for us is without end. Dear friends, in the midst of any and every struggle that you ever undergo, recognize that you are in the mercy of God. And his mercy shown in Jesus Christ who says, peace be with you. And who says, believe, believe. That mercy of God 
is going to sustain you and me through every struggle and every trial we undergo, the present ones and all the ones that lie ahead. It is the essence of the Easter message. And of course, never forget that it's not something we just get and keep to ourselves. By our words, our actions, our lives, we share the divine mercy everywhere that we go. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and of earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Gracious Savior, risen Lord, hear our prayers offered now in confident faith and trust, for we know that you are always with us. May our merciful Lord Jesus, raised from death to life, fill our own hearts with light and joy so that we may be the witnesses to him that we are called to be in our own situations and lives, always and everywhere. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. May the Lord's mercy reach to all of those who struggle, who struggle with doubt, who struggle with despair, who struggle with hopelessness, to raise them up out of darkness into a new and wonderful recognition of his presence, power, and the hope and peace he brings. We pray to the Lord. Lord hear Let us pray for all of those whose principal vocation in life is to be evangelizers, granting that we are all to be. But those who are called especially to missionary activity within the realms of the church's life, that they may never lose heart, especially if there is persecution and all manner of other struggle on behalf of the word, that they may not lose heart or courage. We pray to the Lord. Lord, May you bring freedom and peace, Lord, to all of those who are oppressed, who are starving, who have been driven away from their homelands, to all of those who are so easily abandoned and forgotten and whose basic human rights and dignity are trampled underfoot, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We continue to pray for families, that family life may be strengthened and blessed during this sacred time. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Let us not cease our prayers for all first responders, for all of those who work in health care, for those who serve us in essential services and works, that they may be kept safe and protected, be raised up and appreciated for all that they are doing, laying their lives on the line for all of us. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. 
that our beloved sick, suffering, and dying may be touched and healed by the mercy of Jesus. We pray to the Lord. Bring to the fullness of everlasting life all those who have died, that they may rejoice before your face forever. Especially William Rogan, Vince Calzonetti, and Domingos, Maria, and Jose Pereira, for whom this Mass is being offered today. We pray to the Lord. Lord Jesus, by our baptism, you have called us to be recipients of your mercy, to be heart to heart with you. May our hearts, overflowing with love for you and for your people, reach out now so that we may be living signs and witnesses of your grace everywhere. Hear these prayers and all those in our hearts offered together in faith through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and the work of human hands, become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this mingling of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, as humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you. Fruit of the vine and the work of human hands will become for us our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. O Lord, wash away my iniquities. Cleanse me from my sins. Pray now, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice of your people. Accept, O Lord, we pray, the oblations of your people and of those you have brought to new birth that, renewed by confession of your name and by baptism, they may attain unending happiness through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your Lift up your heart. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, at all times to acclaim you, O Lord. But on this day, above all, to laud you yet more gloriously, when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. 
For he is the true lamb who has taken away the sins of the world. By dying, he has destroyed our death and by rising, restored our life. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exults in your praise. And even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim. Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. We give you praise, Father most holy, for you are great. And you have fashioned all your works in wisdom and in love. You formed man in your own image and entrusted the whole world to his care so that in serving you alone, the Creator, he might have dominion over all creatures. And when, through disobedience, he had lost your friendship, you did not abandon him to the domain of death, for you came in mercy to the aid of all so that those who seek might find you. Time and again you offered them covenants and through the prophets taught them to look forward to salvation. And you so love the world, Father most holy, that in the fullness of time you sent your only begotten Son to be our Savior. Made incarnate by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, he shared our human nature in all things but sin. To the poor, he proclaimed the good news of salvation, to prisoners, freedom, and to the sorrowful of heart, joy. To accomplish your plan, he gave himself up to death, and, rising from the dead, he destroyed death and restored life. And that we might live no longer for ourselves, but for him who died and rose again for us, he sent the Holy Spirit from you, Father, as the first fruits for those who believe, so that bringing to perfection his work in the world, he might sanctify creation to the full. Therefore, O Lord, we pray, may this same Holy Spirit graciously sanctify these offerings, that they may indeed become for us the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ for the celebration of this great mystery which he himself left us as an eternal covenant. For when the hour had come for him to be glorified by you, Father most holy, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the very end. And while they were at supper, he took bread 
blessed and broke it, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, taking the chalice filled with the fruit of the vine, he gave you thanks, gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come, until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we now celebrate the memorial of our redemption, we remember Christ's death and his descent to the realm of the dead. We proclaim his resurrection and his ascension to your right hand. And as we await his coming in glory, we offer you his body and blood, the sacrifice acceptable to you, which brings salvation to the whole world. Look, O Lord, upon the sacrifice which you yourself have provided for your church and grant in your loving kindness to all who partake of this one bread and one chalice that, gathered into one body by the Holy Spirit, they may truly become a living sacrifice in Christ to the praise of your glory. Therefore, Lord, remember now all for whom we offer this sacrifice, especially your servant Francis our Pope and Douglas our Bishop, and the whole order of bishops, all the priests and deacons, those who take part in this offering, those gathered here before you, uh, your entire people, and all who seek you with a sincere heart. Remember also those who have died in the peace of your Christ, and all the dead whose faith you alone have known. To all of us, your children, grant a merciful Father, uh, that we may enter into a heavenly inheritance with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, uh, and with your apostles and saints in your kingdom. There, with the whole of creation, free from the corruption of sin and death, may we glorify you through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow in the world all that is good. him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. Amen. 
At the Savior's own command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin, safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. May the peace of the Lord, that peace which only he can bring, be with you always. Let us share now with one another the great gift of Jesus' Easter peace. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us, Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Oh, how blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
I invite you to follow along now in the prayer of spiritual communion, which is appearing on your screen. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament of the altar. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that our reception of this Paschal Sacrament may have a continuing effect in our minds and hearts. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Bow down your heads now to pray for God's very special Easter blessing. May God, who, by the resurrection of his only begotten Son, was pleased to confer on you the gift of redemption and of adoption, give you gladness by his blessing. May he, by whose redeeming work you have received the gift of everlasting freedom, make you heirs to an eternal inheritance. And may you, who have already risen with Christ in baptism through faith, by living in a right manner on this earth, be united with him in the homeland of heaven. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you always and forever and ever. Go in the peace of Christ, glorifying the Lord by your life. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God, alleluia, alleluia. We join in our recessional hymn, number 385, in the Catholic Book of Worship, Christ the Lord is Risen Today, 385. Christ the Lord is risen today, Christians haste your vows to Oh, Lord, to 
blessing words from Father Martin. He is risen. Thank you for celebrating with us through our podcasts. We pray they have inspired you through Lent and helped you prepare for this time of great grace, joy, and renewal of faith. This was our second series of podcasts. Our first was for Advent. Over the next few months, we will be planning more initiatives to help serve members of our parish family unable, by sickness or other reason, to worship with us in person, and to anyone visiting our parish via these podcasts. Please continue to visit our website for news and to access our podcast archives. Easter is a time of joy and renewal of faith. May God bless you and your family abundantly.